That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hey, All Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. What if no team in the country is good? Have we considered that? It is Ira Paul, a.k.a. the AP voter moving Ohio State down the rankings alongside Lou Holtz. And with me, as always, is AJ. Trent Dilfer is Brian Kelly, but worse, Marchese. Hey, uh, he'll have to go a lot further to live up to BK's standard, all right? Today we're talking both in terms of uh, winning games. You you know exactly what in terms of, yeah. Today we're talking all the NFL draft prospects who bonked, conked, and stonked during week five of college football. Nailed that one in. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving out to Casey, maybe. Looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's going to wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's going to put ketchup on a stick? Who's going to find a steal in the fifth? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by football. The greatest game in the world. Basically, there's 50 straight days from October 4th until the day before Thanksgiving. Every day of those days, it's a lot of days, has football. One form or the other. I mean, AJ. Yeah. You're telling me on a Friday night I could be watching Nebraska, Illinois instead of having to go out and talk to people? I'm in, baby. Sign me up. Um, and that brings me to today's episode where we're breaking down college football players. Really? Cool. Mm-hmm. Oh. They say, uh... When you build a perfect recipe, don't stray from it. So that's why we do superlatives here. It's perfect for our ten listeners. Wait, uh, what's our what's our first superlative? Best freshman. Oh, right, right. Uh, I think the best freshman this week has to go to Mister uh, Popping on the scene, Mister Comeback almost. Uh, Colorado wide receiver, <laughs> receiver, Omarion Miller, baby. Who? When did he have his first catch in the game? Like I don't know. It wasn't quite the second half, I don't think, but late in the first half, where it was like that sixty-plus yards <laughs> ended with one hundred and ninety-six total touchdown. Had that like insane one-handed deep grab while getting passed interfered with. Uh, almost had that insane two-point conversion too. As the sick toe tap late, the the sweet sliding touchdown. It was a ridiculous performance where like this team just like you know, it's just one guy after another. It's like, okay, Horn is really good. Okay, Weaver's really good. Yeah, like, okay, they gotta be running out of dudes, and then all of a sudden, you know, this freshman comes along and he looks like he's the best of the bunch. Yeah, it's really impressive that um despite injury and 
different players kind of getting uh, bracketed by defenses, that Colorado's just got the talent at the skill positions. It's crazy. I guess it shouldn't come as a surprise given the combination of what Dion did in the portal and and recruiting in general. But it's just the the way that these players seem to kind of hit instantly. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Dylan Edwards, for example, uh, mm-hmm. who was the first of their uh, freshmen to commit, um, who was a Notre Dame commit originally, seeing him in, in week one go off, I think he had three receiving touchdowns, and uh, obviously we knew the the story on Travis Hunter. We've seen Jimmy Horn, we've seen Xavier Weaver, as you mentioned, but yeah, Amorian Mar- Miller, kind of out of nowhere, and he's the dude now, and a guy who was committed to LSU, and then he was committed to Nebraska. <laughs> Now he's now he's a Colorado Buffalo baby. I think um, I think Rule opened that, or I don't know if it was, was it Rule that brought him to Nebraska. I don't know, but that no, I don't think he was there. Yet. I don't think so. But whoever it was, the like that that gone with Colorado. So then Colorado owes Nebraska. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see in like three years that how how big the Dion effect. Uh, is in terms of just NFL draft picks coming out of Colorado. Uh. No. It won't because you'll be at a different school, and all those guys will be coming from a different school. That's the that's my take of the day. That's my take of the day. Um, not that Colorado hasn't produced NFL draft talent, obviously, particularly at defensive back, but well, it's uh, yeah. like potentially Shadur Sanders could go in the first round this year, potentially mm-hmm. if Dion lets him declare. <laughs> uh, next year, Travis Hunter is shaping up to be a top ten pick. Yeah. And, I mean, now we've got guys like Dylan Edwards and Mario Miller. It's pretty crazy. Uh, Miller was my only freshman. Well, I got a couple more. Um, going to uh, Clemson, your, your guy, I thought, Rob, Tyler Brown, had another huge game for the for the Mighty Tigers and their win of uh, over Cuse. 153 yards, nine catches. He's quickly, quickly, like we've talked about, become their top target. And, hell, maybe the most dynamic player on that offense. Uh, another great week. Throw two more out for you. Uh, running back from uh, BYU, LJ Martin, low, low, low key. Mm-hmm. With 66 yards, two touchdowns. Well built back, tall, but 6'2, 205. Uh, had that one run where he just like, cut through the whole Cincy defense. It was kind of bad defense, but it looked cool. Uh, runs with power. Uh, interesting dudes. And I'll throw one more small school guy out for you. Um, Toss a quarterback. Cardell Williams had a nice game. Uh, Friday night, Thursday night, I can't remember. Friday night, uh, fourteen for seventeen, two forty-four, three touchdowns, and ninety yards on the ground. Maybe the next Jason Bean. People are saying that's my comp. Damn, that's that's a high. It's my, it's a high comp. Yeah. Um, going back to the BYU Cincy game for best sophomore, Chase yeah. Roberts has really been a big time playmaker. And uh, hey, BYU's got a big time playmaker in the NFL right now in Puka Nakua. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, Dax Milne. A couple of BYU receivers <laughs> out there. Isaac um, Rex will be putting up numbers. Don't worry. Uh, but, yeah, Roberts had uh, 131 to score on six catches. Big, tall, lean, X yeah. receiver. Um, the offense is kind of – the passing games run through him uh, so far this year, uh, especially over the last two games against Kansas and Cincy. Um, I think he's helped make – Keaton Slovis look even oh, better yeah, than yeah. he has? Well, no, 100%, because on Robert's touchdown, which was a massive catch and run, Slovis missed his throw so bad that it just ended up in Robert's hands, and he just outran the rest of the defense. Yeah, and at 6'4", 210, like you said, uh, that's legit. Robert's is legit. Yeah, 
fun to see. And yeah, the offense is just going through him, and he's he's the best player on that team right now. Yeah, a a bit uh, uh, another weekday one where it wasn't like a big time statistical performance, just sixty five yards in a score. But Damian Martinez is such a fun yeah. physical running back for that Oregon State off offense to have. Like he's a two hundred and thirty pounder, wicked contact bounce runs so hard behind his pads. Um, obviously at nearly a thousand yards last year as a freshman, he's kind of the engine of that offense. Um, and I mean, they beat Utah and it, 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 I'm hesitant to say it was because of DJU. Martinez is so much fun. Yeah. I think he's going to be like a lot of people's favorite next year. Um, yeah, he's a ton. I, I don't know if he still has, but at one point you had the most 10 plus yard runs in the country, like last week, the week before. And he's great. I'm going to go with another back who was technically draft eligible. So hope you don't have him somewhere else. But Texas is Jonathan Brooks. I do have him, but that's okay. You wanna you wanna save him? We can save him. No, 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 no. no. Let's do two hundred eighteen yards, two scores against Kansas. They could not, they could not stop him. He was just absolutely gashing them. Uh, yeah, he's a redshirt sophomore, so like I said, draft eligible. But no, well, well put together. Was was just running through that Jayhawk defense. He looked he looked pretty legit. Where'd you have him? Uh, rising up the board. Yeah, yeah, you could have easily put him there. Really interesting because um, it, it didn't feel like he had too much buzz coming into the season. No, five hundred ninety-seven yards in five games, yeah. averaging nearly seven yards a carry. No, he didn't. He uh, there was actually more buzz for uh, Keelan Robinson. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. he was an Alabama transfer that barely is being used because Brooks is emerging, and, and not to mention their freshman C.J. Baxter, I believe, was one of the highest recruited running backs in the country. Um, I think people thought maybe he would come in and be like the next Bijan, and it's just been the Jonathan Brooks show. He's been and, great. and Brooks was a, a blue chip recruit too. It's just he, he's biding his time behind Rashawn and Bijan. Yeah, exactly. That's what. So I'll throw one more out. Um, this week he only had interception, but that's a great play from a big man in Kenneth Grant, the Michigan uh, defensive tackle, who's been just really. Oh my god. You love Michigan players, and you don't you hate when I talk about them. Uh, he's been really, really solid this year, uh, especially last week against Rutgers was a monster. But, yeah, just big dude moving really well, looking really good against the run, uh, putting some pass rush together, and then had that sick INT where just big man athleticism, baby. Love to see it. I got two. Uh, one guy who was constantly on our best freshman list last year, but hadn't really had a big game until this week against LSU, and that's Quinchon Judkins. Yeah. Yep. 177 in the score. Um, just such a physical and rugged runner. Kind of reminds me of Nick Chubb. I know that's like a little bit. Now, but, a little bit, But yeah. just like the contact balance, the subtleness. He's not quite as, as bowling ball-esque as Chubb. But I don't know. There's some, there's something about his running style and his tempo. Um, but, yeah, he, he hadn't really had a big game until yeah. this week. And they needed it. And then helped them win 55-49. Um, my other one is a guy I mentioned last week, but I just couldn't not mention him again. Uh, Texas A&M's Walter Nolan. He is giving me major, like, Jalen Carter, Quinn and Williams, like, just that clear top five talent in the draft at interior defensive line. Uh, just has everything you could possibly want in an interior defensive lineman, and he was just dominating the trenches against Arkansas. The whole te- Aggies D-line was, but... Man, like he is like pop off the screen explosiveness and wiggle uh, as a pass rusher. He had three and a half TFLs and a, a sack and a half and just dominated. 
Yeah, and I'm just you know they keep having these big recruits at you know the defensive line position, and then getting a lot of hype when they're you know young, and then it kind of fizzles. So hopefully he, he's legit. Oh, no, he is legit. Like he's on pace for 13 TFLs, no. six sacks. Like he's the most. He was the best player on the field yeah. that game. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying it's nice and, to see a, an Aggie buck the trend. It, he's also got another. Uh, his teammate's gonna go yes. awfully high, and yes. I'll him later. And another teammate I'll mention. Uh, anyway, there's too many ag- on, There's too many Stop Aggies. shooting on uh, Jimbo. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot who the defensive coordinator is, and now I don't want to talk about the players anymore. Uh, Jimbo only hires bad people. Yeah. Uh, weekday warrior. I, you know, I'm going to go with a, a bit of a throwback. A guy uh, we haven't talked about in a while, but I think we're both fans of, and his brother's uh, looking good for the Vikings. Cincinnati Deshaun Pace, who uh, was coming off suspension. And looked like he's returning to form uh, Friday night against those uh, mighty Cougs. Nine tackles, a uh, tackle and a half for a loss. A couple PBUs. Obviously super undersized, dude, but he was getting to the backfield a lot. Lots of pressures. Looked good out in space, too. Had, like, a touchdown-saving tackle. I think they end up scoring, but still a touchdown-saving tackle. Um, I like Pace. It's, it's nice to see him kind of putting it back together, hopefully, and hopefully he can finish out his last year in Cincinnati. His brother. His brother's short and stocky. He's tall and lean. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll go with that different guy who's got a brother in the NFL who plays linebacker. I'll go with Jonah Ellis. Yeah. The Utah edge rusher who leads the country in sacks. Uh, picked up two more uh, against Oregon State on, what was that, Friday night? Yep. I'm mixing up my days. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he pulled off a nasty spin move to beat, um, J- um, what's his name? Joshua Gray. Yep. And uh, he, like, the Utah defensive line was really, really good in this game. They just, their offense can't do anything, so they lost 21-7. But, yeah, he was leading the charge. Uh, I think he is a dude who is firmly one of the biggest risers in the country this season. Six, Absolutely. He's undersized. He's like 6'3", yeah. 240. But, man, he has seven and a half sacks in five games. And his, like, and it's not like hustle sacks. Yeah. Like, like I said, like, there's a pass rush plan there. Yeah. Um, I also put down Peyton Wilson. I can't, I gave Wilson my defensive prospects of the week. Holy okay! I didn't have anyone that good, honestly, and I thought he it just was a tough week for it. Yeah, it was a tough week. Yeah, right, go I'll ahead. No, go ahead. I'll I don't, okay. I don't. You're gonna wax poetic. Fuck! I wasn't even going to. I just had no one else. <laughs> uh, well, let's start with defense then. Peyton Wilson, um, ten tackles, two sacks, a PBU, and a loss to Louisville, but the recovered a fumble. To, yeah. The Wolfpack defense yeah, did their job. They were awesome. Uh, yeah. they, they they shut down Jack Plummer and, and the boys. <laughs> Jordan, um, yeah. Yeah, like that's been an offense that I've been really enjoying watching. I'm obviously a big Brom fan, but like they really shut him down. It was like it was made for kind of a stinky I, game, but they were so good. I, I think Jorah Jordan came into the game as uh, top 10 in the country in rushing. Jor- Jordan's been completely shut awesome. Down. Yeah. Like, and, what do you have, like yeah. 30 yards on like 14 carries yeah. or something like that? And Plummer had his worst game mm-hmm. of the year. They did a really good job on Jamari Thrash yep. as well. Um, but, yeah, Peyton Wilson just was everywhere. And then showing off the pass rush chops, like, yep. looking good. The one sack was kind of easy on the tight end, but yeah. still toasted him. Yeah. Like Jack Campbelly with that size and that <laughs> athleticism and the ability to come down and play some edge. Boom, there's the comp. Uh, he was getting a little bit overhyped by Andre Ware and the GOAT Friday Night crew, but... Yeah, no, f- fantastic game. I thought it just was a, a bit of a thin week. I didn't have any studs. So, uh, yeah, no, I wasn't deserved it. 
Well, you didn't watch the game of the week like I did. I, Iowa, Michigan. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. So that's I knew I knew that was gonna be your pick. So go ahead. Cooper DeGene. Yeah. Um, although the under didn't hit and it didn't hit because <laughs> of him, and so I'm I'm a little triggered by that. Uh, but yeah, he he basically without him, Iowa doesn't win this game. He had an interception in the end zone when Michigan State was in at minimum field goal range. And keep in mind this this game ended 23-16, uh, and it was 16-16 with, like, two minutes left. Michigan State has to punt on thinking, all right, perfect. Iowa's going to kick a field goal, win the game, under hits. Nope, he returns the punt 70 yards for a game-winning punt return touchdown. So he put seven on or seven on the board and took seven off the board for Michigan State in a game that was a one-score game. He won that game. He is a really fun player. He's a gunner on the punt team. He's the the star punt returner. He's their shutdown corner. He can play nickel. He can play linebacker. Like, I don't think he's like a top ten pick or anything, mm-hmm. but he just does so many things, and he's I I think you get the most out of him by having him be that kind of Swiss Army knife guy. He's a white corner, so like you're gonna be worried that he's not fast, but he is. I saw the punt return touchdown. Um, he's just really really fun player and in that rare type of like I, like he's not the same player as tyron matthew but you, you know the way tyron matthew could line up at safety yeah. the corner and be a punt returner like that's what he does for yeah. iowa he's the iowa version of that that's hence being white <laughs> yeah he's i don't know what's what's the iowa version of the bayou Bengals or, or the honey badger i don't know um, the honey hawk that's a good nickname the honey hawk. There you go. All right. uh, give me your offensive prospects of the week because I feel like there's just two of the top dogs that absolutely shine. So I'll go whichever one. Brock Bowers. Yes, that was my that's what I was gonna my top pick here. Yeah, absolutely. He's he is one of the ten best players in the draft class. Uh, when Georgia needed it, he yeah. stepped up. He, his best catch of the day didn't even get the count. Those freaking crazy one handed snag. Just so easy, he made it look too. Um, he put the team on the back on his back down the stretch. Yeah. Yak monster, just like he's the perfect tight end. So Arthur Smith's gonna stick him at fullback and have him lose Brock. All the talk of you know what, who's wide receiver two, uh, Brock Bowers is. You know, Brock Bowers is the second best pass catcher in this draft. Um, yeah, and like he started really slow too. It's kind of like a quiet Bowers day. He had the fumble. Like, oh, you know, this is not good. And then George is struggling, and it's like, okay, let's just <laughs> – every single every single attempt is going to go directly to Bowers. And, yeah, like you said, that awesome one had to catch. Play before that, he had the one where, like, he just, like, had the perfect back shoulder timing, and that was a one-handed catch. Not as nice, but also one-handed. And like you said, the game-winning touchdown where just big dog shit and ran through the whole Auburn defense and just sealed it. Um, yeah, Bowers is unreal. I think he's clearly the officer yeah. player of the week, but I'll, there's another guy, so – I, I wonder how high he'll go. It's like, a good question. He's having, he's having a dominant season again, and like you like you said, he's he's a, the second best pass catcher in the class, but will he be the second pass catcher select? It almost feels like people have gotten bored of how good he is. Yeah. Um, and obviously he doesn't have that prototype size, but he's a hell of a blocker still. Like, I don't know. It doesn't worry me. I don't know. Um not not comparing the two, and obviously Bowers is special, but like seeing how instantly Sam Laporte has had success with a creative, you know, play caller on a team that's lacking right. outside of a Monroe pass catcher, right? 
to me, that's like if I'm if I if I'm another team in the league and I'm looking around the league and I see that I'm like, give me Brock Bowers and let's just do the same stuff with him, um, and he could probably do it better. Yeah, special dude. Um, really, he deserves a loan. But how about how about Caleb Williams' performance? Uh, awful interception, Rob, knocking him down the board. But outside of that, with thirty for forty, four hundred three yards, six touchdowns. I mean. Put up better numbers through he's better. five games. He's better, yeah. Uh, than his Heisman year. And I think, like, watching him, he is better this year, too. I mean, obviously, you'd hope he takes another step, but he has. He absolutely has. And it's not even like, okay, you know, let, let's just make more simple throws and blah, blah, blah. The unreal plays are still there, but they're kind of, like, tighter. Is that, like, you know what I mean? It's more like he just, he's making it look even easier, you know? Like, you see the just highlight reel after highlight reel for He's too good for college football, yeah. He could start on most teams in the NFL right now. I mean, it was the Colorado defense, and we haven't got to see him. We've only seen him against, like, yeah, group of fives and bad. Two bad Pac-12 teams and a bad Pac-12 defense in yeah. Colorado. Colorado's a better team than Arizona State and Stanford. Um, but what, 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 let, let's pull up their schedule right now. They got... Arizona this week, Rick. Um, although Michael Penix didn't put up huge numbers against them. Mm-hmm. But Notre Dame, October 14th. Yep. Utah, October 21st. That's that's a tough uh, test back-to-back. Washington, November 4th. Oregon, November 11th. And UCLA, November 18th. And UCLA's got a good pass rush, so we'll see. Yeah, at least we get to see I, him like, against some pretty solid defenses, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think. I think we're we're at this weird point where people are like, "Oh, is he just Zach Wilson? Like, look at this throw that Zach Wilson made." And I don't think that's the case at all. But uh, it is like we're at that point where the discourse has gone on so long about mm-hmm. Caleb Williams and how great he is that people are starting to kind of like, I feel like, be contrarian and try yeah. to push back. It's funny because I think like putting Williams and Brad Bowers beside each other is kind of funny with the discourse. Where Williams has gone, like it can go one of two ways when you have a guy that th- that's this good for this long. Williams has gone the goofy way, and Bowers has gone like, okay, whatever, it's Bowers' way, you know. Like it's just. Well, it's like the one I always think of is when people start pushing back about Joey Bosa being good. Yeah, yeah. Because he was so good for so long at Ohio State, and then by the time the Chargers, before the the Chargers took him third overall, people were like, was he gonna fall out of the top ten? Like, what position is he gonna play? He's two eighty. Should he lose weight, gain weight, like? It was just this, and like obviously he's been fantastic. Obviously injuries, yeah. Uh, aside, he's been one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. But anyway, let's keep it moving. Let's get to shooting up the board. Where I think, uh, without a doubt, Ray Davis has to sit atop the board. Oh yeah, I mean I put him somewhere else, but absolutely, you could put him in many places. Yeah, go ahead. Two hundred eighty yards, three touchdowns. Kentucky offensive line dominated yes. the Florida front seven. Uh, but Ray Davis, like contact balance um i think his running tempo was Mm -hmm. like really subtle patience to like he he would pace it so it would take an extra half second so his blocks would set up it was little things like that that like just really stood out to me and and a guy who put up numbers at for bad vanderbilt team last year yeah um and there wasn't, like, a ton of hype about him transferring outside of uh, the Kentucky faithful. <laughs> and, like, he's a 216-pound back with great contact balance. Showed some big burst on that, what was it, 75-yard touchdown yep. run. And just, like, I thought, yeah, really patient kind of one-cut guy. And wouldn't be surprised to see him end up at the, I mean, We've talked about this. Running back class isn't 
amazing. Wouldn't be surprised to see him end up at like maybe even the senior bowl mm-hmm. and boosting his stock and maybe becoming like a fourth round pick or something. Yeah, that, that's a naggy running back if ever did see one. Absolutely. Yeah, double double transfer too, Temple and Vandy. Right, it right. Looked good. Yeah, like just like you said, Which, like good, yeah. Please. Also kind of crazy. Ran for 936 yards as a freshman at Temple yeah. in 2019. <laughs> this guy's uh, put him in the College Football Hall of Fame is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much, yeah. No, I, I think you hit it. Yeah, the, the tempo was really impressive. Like you said, running hard. I, like, not not the fastest top speed, but, like, yeah, the speed looked good enough. Obviously had the 75-yard touchdown. The Florida defense in shambles, but absolutely. He was my transfer of the week. I, I, I figure you got to sneak him in somewhere, but... That's so damn good. Ridiculous. Um, after him, I will put my second guy is Jalen Simpson, the Auburn corner, who I thought had, had been a, a quiet riser this season. And I, I had, like, from what I had heard, I hadn't watched mm-hmm. Auburn play, to be honest. Um, and then instantly, like, he's the guy in the secondary making all the plays. And they've got several guys in that secondary who are potentially draftable. Yeah. And he's the one popping off the screen. He had the big PBU on Brock Bowers early. Yep. He had the interception later. Um, and, like, wasn't really giving up anything. Showed really big-time range, I thought, in really flu- fluid, long, lean corner. Yeah. No, I thought he looked really good. And, yeah, that, that I think that Bowers uh, PBU was kind of the highlight. I, I think that was such a nice play. I thought Bowers had it for a while. <laughs> like, I thought it was just a touchdown, and then I finally see the ball kind of come out. Yeah, Simpson was great. And, like, uh, I thought, like, opposite Tyke Smith – had a pretty damn good game too. Obviously had the yeah the interception. Um, they blitzed him for the big sack. Big, the big sack too. Yeah, I felt like that was his. Not that he's been bad at all this year, but like this is he's starting to get on a roll and could kind of like just yeah. We we talked to yeah. him I think like two weeks ago, right? Yeah, yeah, and they can kind of just like keep it going and stay on the field and can turn into something. Yeah, no, he's really yeah, good he, too. He yeah, he looked good against <clears> South Carolina <throat> and <throat> now against Auburn. So in both SEC games, he's looked good enough for us to. That's him for shooting up the board. He's a guy who, another guy who ends up at the senior bowl and yeah, helps himself there. Um, I'll stick in the SEC and I'll go to what I alluded to earlier. Texas A&M duo of McKinley Jackson and Shamar Turner, who just shut down the Arkansas rushing attack. Um, Turner, really heavy-handed guy who um, just dominating... Uh, whether it be guard or tackle, he's kind of play, playing as a five. Um, but, man, McKinley Jackson's explosiveness at his size is just, like, it's ludicrous. And he he's, like, got his hands on the chest, inside the chest of uh, interior offensive linemen before they're, like, they even know what's happening. And he's just walking them back and, and swallowing up uh, Rocket Sanders in and, and his first game back. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I... I think I I still feel strongly that when it's all said and done, McKinley Jackson goes in the first round. How many how many uh, interior guys do you think go in the first round? I don't know. It's a weird class because like Johnny Newton's obviously kind of the cream of the crop yeah. playing that way. But even uh, I was listening to Prospects to Pros and Dame Brugler was saying that um, like he's not a guy that everyone loves. Kind of Kalaja Kansi in that he's undersized enough that some teams just aren't going to be super interested mm-hmm. in him. So he was saying, like, he'll go in the back end of the first round. And um, 
I just like it. It's it's tough because they're like Mason Smith is a guy who I I put for sliding down the board this yeah. week, right? Like, there's like the the top end. Leonard Taylor is a guy who has all the talent in the world, but also hasn't really lived up to it. Like all the top end athletes haven't like in terms of height, weight, speed haven't like put it together this year. Yet. Yeah, it's really interesting class. No, that's true. Um, and then we have a couple like sleepery, not, or not so sleepy, but mid mid ground type of dudes that have been really really good. You know, um, yeah, I, I I think there's a bunch of receivers we could talk about this week, which feels like every week. Um, I'm gonna start with uh, Texas's Adonai Mitchell, who is just putting together uh, like a hell of a season. Another huge game against the Jayhawks: ten catches, buck forty one, a touchdown. Where uh, him and you were just kind of made it look really easy, pitch and catch. But like at his size, being as you know fluid as he is and the body control and everything he's 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 a yeah. weapon and it's reminds me of pickens yeah yeah no for real he really does and it's gonna be really interesting to see how like this top of this receiver class stacks up because i think he's quickly working his way up there um also like i know i know Caleb williams is ridiculous but the receiver duo of washington and rice have been i mean washington probably his best game so far but rice has been such a huge huge factor for this uh trojan offense yeah. this year Another really damn good game. Washington was really good. Revenge game. <laughs> Revenge game for Rice. It's so weird to think that he went to Colorado. Um, so I just want to give them some shows. And also uh, Ole Miss is Trey Harris, who... Yeah, I put him for um, my transfer. Yeah, maybe, like, not so quietly has been really, really, really good this year. Another Matt... I mean... So go good after the catch yes, for yeah. the receiver. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> what else is new for an Ole Miss receiver, right? Like, there's just one after another there. Uh, 153 yards a touchdown has been great. I mean, I mean there was no, there was no defense in that game, but regardless, he was he was phenomenal. Um, speaking of, uh, we were just talking about the uh, interior defensive line class. How about Notre Dame's Howard Cross? Yes, I was going to talk about him later. Yeah, not the biggest guy in the world. Mm-hmm. His dad was the starting tight end for the Giants uh, in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, he is he's he's bringing some freaking a, a combo of quickness but like violent hands yeah. and he was just living in duke's backfield on uh especially on passing downs um what did he finish with 13 <laughs> tackles three and a half tfls in a set. ridiculous was, like, stat, stat line yeah <laughs> yeah like he was just like everywhere he was yeah my, my best prospect for his prospect matchup was just gonna be like the trench play in that game uh and highlighted by him yeah he was just a monster I don't, what's the last time you've seen an ideal dude get a get 13 tackles I can't remember. And Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. Yeah, that's, that's my well, comp. But, and, and, like, it's interesting. Like, yeah, he's – so he's listed at 6'1", 288. Yeah. Like, he's not the biggest guy in the world. I saw Nagy hyping him up, too. So, like, definitely on the senior bowl. Mm-hmm. No, when I was thinking about, like, some, uh, you know, lesser-ranked dudes having big seasons, he was he was top of mind because, yeah, what a special special game from him against Duke. Um, actually, I was thinking that game. How about, how about Mitchell Evans, the tight end? Where did that come yeah. from? I put him for out of nowhere. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I felt like it was a big week for out of nowhere guys. Uh, but yeah, it was. It was. It was like I think you could have like ten out of nowhere guys. So they end up shooting up the board or other places. Six catches, a buck thirty four was looked like a Notre Dame tight end, like for like one of the best. You know, like like wow, what a performance! Just big man over the middle, making like had that sick juggling catch. The hands looked really good. I I don't know where the hell that came from, but. He had like I think he had more yards in this game than he had his career, and Notre Dame or something. Yeah, yeah, no, that's correct. C- crazy. Um, 
But he, and, and he now leads the Irish in receiving yards. <laughs> five and one Irish. Um, it, weird Irish team, but kind of likable. Fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, like in terms of what you look, prototypical mm-hmm. size, prototypical school to draft it and from. Um, looked, no, he was looked good in space. Really yeah, yeah. Um, who else do I have here? Oh, I put Ania Smith because he has sick punt return touchdown against Arkansas. Yeah. I love that man. I also put your boy Roman Wilson because you just can't stop. Yeah, that's really my. It was, uh, he's really my top guy. Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, you know what? Actually, I, I had him somewhere else. I had him for a prospect who made me look stupid because I don't know. I was just like, yeah, Wilson's good. He's like, he's probably gonna be like a day three type of dude. Type of dude. He's fast, but holy he might shit, be the top senior receiver in the class. He might be. Yeah, like I like he's clearly in the top one hundred conversation, working his way higher. That touchdown catch was just ridiculous like <laughs> and as we've mentioned it's not like a great senior receiver yeah. class and he's having a great season we already know he's got the the speed that's gonna get nfl teams excited and he now like man he his hands look really good yeah i think that's what's surprised like we always knew he's fast we always knew he's pretty good with the ball in his hands but uh what he's doing like i've been like sat down and, like really broke down his routes but like just being that speedy solid route runner and then finishing is ridiculous He's he's got all of those traits to be senior bowl darling wide receiver, right? Yeah, he's 100%. Tank Dell, yeah, like one of those dudes. Uh, uh, I got one more guy if you if you okay. allow it. Going back to that no defense LSU game, running back Logan Diggs has been really really solid for the Tigers this year. Uh, 100 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, it's looked just really solid. I don't know, like uh, it looks pretty damn good in pass protection too. I found watching the LSU a couple times. Just uh, did it at Notre Dame last year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Notre Dame runbacks, they know how to pass pro, baby. Um, just one of those guys that mixes in into this class, and yeah. Uh, going to sliding down the board. I'm going to start with Riley Leonard. Yeah, I, I, was, got hurt, I was going to, too. Just, it was not a very impressive game from him, and I he, I, I mentioned him when they beat Clemson, I had him for over height because mm-hmm. I didn't think he looked that good. Like as a runner, sure, but I don't think he's looked that good as a passer this year. He's he's thrown three touchdowns in five games. Like he hasn't. He, he, the offense has relied on his legs. Yeah. Um. He's mobile, Mac Jones. I don't know. Mac Jones. Not that good. Well, he's, uh, he's Mac Jones yeah, mixed no, with I, Daniel Jones. He just doesn't push the ball down the field yeah. at all. Yeah. No. And, uh, like, I know part of that is, like, Duke doesn't have playmakers, but never. They got off as a line, though. Yeah. Well, Graham Barton play in this didn't game, play. but yeah. um, he's had a great year. Yes, yeah. No, but, yeah, under under 50% completions in this game, 134 yards. You know, did it, did it on the ground again and had Duke in that game. I think he's he's a lovable college quarterback, but I, I think – a lot the of these first other round heights no. just yeah i think a lot of these other like, quarterbacks I think he have goes back yeah yeah and i think a lot of these other quarterbacks just kind of have stepped up when he has kind of been the same yeah i, th- I think going back would be a good decision agreed he's daniel jones yeah he's mac meets daniel he's he's mcdaniel he's jones it's pretty good um, uh, but mobile mac jones is just daniel jones it is it's true <laughs> Um, hey, Daniel Jones could use off the line, so more on that tomorrow, Rob. Um, yeah, Riley Leonard I thought was the highlight. But, hey, I'll, I'll stick him off the line. Um, 
one of your favorite guys transferred to Michigan, Ladarius Henderson, who got his first extended look at left tackle. I, early in the game, I was like, yeah, he's looking really solid. I don't know why they haven't yeah, played him more. And then he kind of just fell off the rails a little bit. Quite a few struggles. Um, the rest of the team had no struggles against Nebraska. It's kind of getting, I don't know, just it didn't look great in his set and pass pro. Had a couple pressures. Guard. I, I know. I don't know. But at first I'm like, yeah, this is going to work. He looks good. And then he was kind of like, you know, getting beat back inside. But even like in the run, he's just kind of getting beat across his face a couple times. Just kind of a tough look for a guy that, you know, was draftable before going to Michigan. What's, yeah, he was committed to the Shrine Bowl. Yeah. And, you know, and then he's like, okay, you know, Joe Moore, Moore blah, blah, blah. They're going to blah, blah, blah. Um, and then he hasn't been able to get on the field. This was due to an injury to Miles Hinton, and he kicked into left tackle, Barnhart right tackle. Regardless, he just, yeah. I, I do want to see more of him because I think it could be just rust, but, yeah, not a great first look. Um, we talked about Ray Davis in Kentucky. I put Princely. Yes, me too. Florida. Just getting part of that front seven game bullied in the run game. <laughs> you, I mean, uh, Marquise Cox, the Kentucky tackle, is a guy you could put for shooting yeah. up too for the way yeah. him and, and the rest of the line took care of business. But yeah, Princely was just like a non-factor. Definitely. I put him and Marshall. I know Marshall didn't have a bad game, had a couple plays on the ball, but dropped an easy interception. I just hate him. I don't, he's... He hasn't done well. I don't know. Like it just he's had that first round hype and it, it hasn't been there and the Florida defense's been awful. Oh my god. But yeah, Jay Princely. Good. <laughs> he's playing a lot. Um, um Yeah, just him and Princely, I don't know, it's hard. Yeah. I thought also sticking defense. Mm-hmm. Kalen Bullock, I thought, got God a okay. little bit against Colorado. Okay, no, I totally agree with you. I was gonna bring him he was my next guy. I was gonna ask because I'm like, I'm not sure if that's a hot take because I Sometimes I like to see the pulse. When I'm like, I feel like someone had a bad game. I like to see the pulse and see what Twitter. And it seemed kind of pro Caleb Bullock this week. He had a couple of nice plays. Like it's been really pro Bullock. Yeah, season. yeah, it has. And he's he made a couple of good tackles coming forward. He had that nice tackle early, but then I thought in coverage he was kind of in no. He had that one. It was tough. He was in. He was just caught in no man's land where he just couldn't decide yeah. which which route to pick up. That was kind of the first touchdown that got Colorado back in the game, if I remember correctly. But no, I, I agree with you, and I, that's, I was going to kind of like heat check it on you. So I'm. He's he, yeah. he's been. I, I, it's so early still, <laughs> yeah. but I thought like kind of getting overhyped a little bit. Like yeah. people are talking about him, like, oh man, this is a for sure first round safety. Yeah. And I didn't necessarily see that over the summer. And he's played really well this year, but they've also played nobody, and this was like kind of the first real offense they've played. And I thought he got caught a couple. Me too. No, me too. I'm kind of surprised we're on board. Agreed. Um, That was my all mine because we kind of agreed too much. I thought Mason Smith was kind of a a, a, for LSU against Ole Miss, kind of just disappearing. Yes. When you know he's got all this talent, and you just you're waiting for it to happen. Uh, and I also put Rocket Sanders in his return. Mm-hmm. Just like he's – I tweeted last week, like, who's the RB1 after our conversation. Yeah. And I was getting a lot of Rocket Sanders mentions. Yeah. And, uh, and then, like, I don't know. I know he's coming off the injury, but, like, he's just so big. He's not, like, the most fluid guy. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think he's RB1. Obviously, that's a tough game for him against, you know, like you said, a good yes. front. But – no, that's like he's a fun back, but I thought I think he's more of a. a, a he's he's kind of been overhyped the whole process. It, we, I always find the good overhyped yeah. people. Yeah, he is. I mean, I love him, but yeah. <laughs> Out of nowhere, um, prospect Rob. I thought there was a huge list, so I kind of whittled this down and gone 
you know me, Rob. What it's it's there's a couple ACC teams that when they're on my screen, I fall for them, and one of them is my beloved Carrier Dome Warriors, the Syracuse Orange. There's a couple very random players I thought had nice little games for them. Uh, double transfers, double transfers. One, tight end Dan Valari, who is a Michigan transfer, a convert from quarterback. Uh, he's a fourth-year sophomore somehow, and he's 6'4", 235 pounds, and had an awesome touchdown where he looked good, it looked very athletic, and ran through a couple Clemson defenders on that, that you know, the vaunted Clemson uh, front. And only a two-catch for 61 yards, but I thought, like, hey, Maybe another year there. Uh, he's got the traits. He's got some size to him. He looks athletic. He threw an incompletion. Uh, something to watch for. I thought that was interesting. On the other side, though, I thought um, their uh, DB, Elijah Clark, was pretty interesting to me. Uh, Rutgers transfer. Rutgers DB, that's a, that's a big hit already. Just was kind of over the field, I thought, for Syracuse. They were in it for a while and then kind of got out of hand. But six tackles, a TFL couple plays on the football, PBUs. I thought he just looked really good. Um, guy I, don't, I hadn't known too much about, tackling really well, pretty good with the ball in the air. Just interesting guy, and like I said, I love my, I love my orange. Um, yeah, I appreciate that. I had to go with Brian Thomas, the LC receiver. Yes. Who had 124 yeah. yards and three scores against Ole Miss. Malik Neighbors also it was really good. healthy 100 yards. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Brian, Brian Thomas, just like 6'4", super yeah. kind of giving me like – the similar uh, to the way I feel about Adonai Mitchell, just the size, the athleticism, um, the body control, the yeah. ball skills. You're like, if if all of this comes together, like man, that that's a starting NFL receiver. Yeah, man. it was really impressive. Yeah, it's just like there's so many out of nowhere guys. It's hard to fit them all in everywhere. Uh, um, go ahead. For makes me look stupid. I'm with Jaden Daniels coming off that Brian Thomas one, because Jaden Daniels is like. He's polarizing to me. Mm-hmm. He's sometimes you watch him and you're like, man, he is not that good. Like the Malik Neighbors game where Neighbors has 200 and whatever yards. Jaden Daniels was underthrowing him a yeah, lot. Yeah, he could have 300 and whatever yards. Yeah, and then you throw in the Ole Miss game and it's like, man, this guy's yeah doesn't even care about his body. He's putting it all on the line. And you're like, he is such a fun college quarterback. Yeah, and he's so athletic and he throws for 414 yards, four scores. That's 99 on the ground and a touchdown. I just don't know what to do with Jaden Daniels, and I start thinking. I feel like he's in. It's. Maybe poor timing because DTR did not play well mm-hmm. in his first NFL start, but give me kind of DTR vibes. A guy who's just been in college football for so long, yeah. he's going to show up to the Shrine Bowl or the Senior Bowl or whatever. He's going to play well. He's going to get drafted, and he's got the athleticism, the arm talent, and the experience to stick in the NFL. Yeah, it kind of – I don't know if he's as he, – I think he's more talented probably than Tyler Huntley, but that kind of quarterback too – where I think Huntley's obviously been a really solid backup in Baltimore and has when he's had to come in for Lamar, he's looked good. Like, he's won games. I think that type of quarterback, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think he's going to be, be in the NFL for a long time. I just Some people, I guess, are a little bit more on that, like he's a potential starter type of dude. But, yeah, I don't know. Not not there on him. Uh, my guy was Roman Wilson because he's been, he's been so damn good. Uh, and you mentioned your prospect versus prospect being the uh, Notre Dame D line, Duke O line. Yeah, the whole trench play, I thought, but yeah, because because yeah. I, I, you flipped to Joe Alt too against uh, against that front and Dwayne Carter, who I thought Carter wasn't like a, a flashy game, but I thought he had a really solid game. Uh, I I put him for a play the box. Score. Yeah, he, you know I, I should have because I couldn't even think of a good box score. So he's my play the box score too, Rob. Uh, <laughs> 
where like I thought he had a really really solid game. Uh, Joe Alt I thought also looked really really good. Uh, our guy Jean Baptiste flipping to the Notre Dame front looked really good. Obviously Cross was a monster. I thought it was just this was a fun matchup. It was kind of where the game was decided. It felt like an old school, felt like an old school college football game, you know, uh, which is it's crazy how uh, Duke is so fun. What an amazing hire Alco has been. Yeah, go go ahead. Uh, who's your who's your uh, matchup? I, I did trench as well. Oregon State O line, Utah yeah. D line. Yeah. Um, just because both Oregon State offensive tackles are draftable, several guys in the Utah front seven mm-hmm. are draftable. Uh, I mentioned Ellis already. I thought Tafuna played a good game. That's a guy I like. Um, even if you go into the, yeah into the linebacker, Corcoran Reed played another good game. Um, and like Oregon State r- was just trying to run the ball, and they the Utah D line held up. It's just again, it was just the fact that Utah has no offense that lost them this game. Um, because they they I thought they did they had thirteen TFLs. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. And like or, Oregon State only averaged like three yards a carry. That's crazy. Um, yeah, I I love this. Both of those teams are so lovable. I, I like this Oregon State team so much, though. Um, how did the Oregon State tackles look? If you want to touch on that, yeah, uh, no, no, I no pressure. Gray, Gray, Gray looked good in the run game. I thought he looked. I, th- I th- just think he's a guard. Like he really, yeah. st- I thought struggled with Ellis and in, in pass pro, but yeah. Um, I would play the box score at Dwayne Carter. Who do you have? I'm copying you on Dwayne Carter. That's a good pick. Uh, he, man, man, he was just like he's a bowling ball of yeah, hell, man. Yeah. He plays. Oh, he's a fu- he's a guy who's gonna go to the Shrine mm-hmm. or the Senior Bowl and and really start building the buzz. Then definitely, yeah. No, it's like I I hadn't dug in too much, and then it just really, really, really kept catching I my eye. Him over the summer, yeah. so I'm so happy. <laughs> um, prospect being overhyped. I put senior quarterbacks in general, but specifically. For this week, Jack Plummer was getting weird hype. Okay, well, that's and I just wasn't in on it. Wrong. And you should be. Uh, Joe Milton and Spencer Rattler in the mm. same game. Neither of them looked very good to me. Yeah. Any other? I don't know. <laughs> no, that like Spencer Rattler. I don't know if you saw. Like people are like really getting back on the train. This yeah, week. yeah, I heard some. I think they haven't left. The, I think they stayed on though. He's been okay. He's been. He said. Yeah. No. 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 He's he's been better than Joe Milton. Yeah, that's a good one. We haven't talked about Milton too much. It just feels like Tennessee hasn't had that game. Also, he's just like kind of. I think both of us were in on the fact that he was overrated and he, like, he hadn't done anything to really deserve being talked about. No, I'm. I'm funny enough. I'm sticking with the Gamecocks, and unfortunately, I, I I'm a huge fan of Xavier Leggett, but he's been really, really good. But I've I, I'm seeing him pop up at first round mocks, which. To me, it seems a little, Smokes. yeah, a little, a little sweet for me. I like again. I haven't dug in. It's it's October third, right? And I don't. But to to jump him up that early, it seems kind of crazy to me. But like, obviously, he's got the size. I don't. I don't know. He's been he's been really good, but that just seems a little a little too much. Um, for transfer options, yeah, I trade here. I'm with Ray Davis, but I'll give you another one. Uh, Josiah Stewart kind of had his first flashy game for Michigan. Obviously, the Coastal Carolina transfer. Uh, we're big fans of his at yeah, Coastal. A couple sacks looked good. Uh, was making lots of plays. The, the obviously Michigan kind of just rotates a lot, but I like to see Stewart game more 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 reps. And finally, small school guy Kyra. I went with Malachi Corley, who only had eight for eighty-one against Middle Tennessee. But like every time he caught it, he's breaking tackles. Yeah, Corley is uh, so so much fun. Um, that like I know a lot of people are already in on him, but like 
That's a guy that once, you know, December, January rolls around yes. and everyone really digs in. And not, not that, like, oh, yeah, we're first on it and he's underrated. No, because a lot of people are high on him. But when, like, a lot, you know, you know how, like, the NFL people don't watch college football until the end of the season? Yeah. He's going to be one of those guys. Like, you, you already know right. it. Where ESPN is talking about him. Um, and not just, you know, uh, Reed. To, to me, it's him, him and Roman Wilson for the top senior receiver. Yeah. Yeah, man, Roman Wilson's just uh, been so fucking good. Uh, I'm going with my guy, Sean Brown, the tight end. Jacksonville State had the game-winning touchdown. He was sick. That's my guy. Uh, <laughs> we, we were scraping for tape on in the summer, I think, if I remember correctly. So, yeah, that's the dude. That's it. I didn't have too many other guys. Um, Save the season for, for the Gamecocks. He did. He absolutely did. I'll, losing yeah, a, Sam Houston stayed on four, yeah, I felt I felt a little bit bad for Sam Houston, but hey. Hey, and then Rich Rod uh, talked to Casey Keeler at the end of the game. Everyone thought Rich Rod was giving him shit, and he was just trying to say that you coached us, but he was just so intense about it. Also, I'll throw one more guy in who's played a million college football games, I believe, but Kadarian Ray is still out there balling for the Tulsa Golden Hurricane. <laughs> He's what six six years for four oh years. Oh my god, yeah. he has, yeah. But yeah, he's, he's still six four safety. I still love him. He's still leading Tulsa in tackles, shutting down uh, Warner's passing attack. Like he just, yeah. Oh man, I can't I can't wait to uh, to record next week when we break down uh, Sam Houston State Liberty and uh, uh, Jacksonville State Middle Tennessee. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.